Welcome to the podcast with Face, Pat, and Tiz. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast, a show with three friends separated by distance, connected by brotherhood, having weekly conversations that you can join in on. As always, I'm one third of the partners, your boy Tiz, along with the other third of the partners, the Padawan. Here with. Yeah, man, it's me facing the place, just trying to stay on pace with this race. Stay on pace, ahead of the race. Got some new shoelace, all that good shit. Yeah. I'm going to find a new world every week to ride with my name. Add in. It's a lot of them. <laughs> Ain't that many for Padawan. <laughs> Yeah. If I do yeah. syllables, syllables, Padawan, Champion. Yeah, let's go. Let's get Capadon. <laughs> mm. Marathon. Megalodon. Megalodon. <laughs> you y'all gonna make me start rapping. Matter. Matter. The Matter. Yeah, I bet so. Shoot. Black Ranger, Mastodon, Padawan. There you go. See, there you go. Bars. There's ways to make it work. Yeah. I'm going to come yeah, out man. with a whole freestyle. How y'all be, man? Huh? A little bit of that. Allergies kicked my butt just, <laughs> just today, so I'm kind of loopy off allergy medicine and tree. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, your perspectives ought to be interesting tonight. Oh fine. yeah! Oh, oh yeah! Face answer quick as hell. Say, Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this is default answer. Got to listen all time. That's his default answer. Hell yeah! Baby, mm-hmm. be true to thine self. You got to be shit. My mama knew I smoke. I ain't got to have no goddamn bad. I got a taste for cinnamon toast crunch right now. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> they can't bring that in the house. Mm. As soon as it comes in the house, the box or wherever I go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't drink regular milk, though, boy. I got to drink almond milk, though. Yeah, yeah, you got lactose. You've been lactose intolerant. Your body was just young. Mm. Get older, that body be like, look, nigga. Go on here now. You didn't. We didn't had enough. Yeah, it's like that with everything now. About right. to go straight vegan. <laughs> right. Whatever your body tell you to do, man. That, to that nigga, give a one chip. Yeah, it's well. cussing me out. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> what y'all been doing this week, man? Uh, shit, working. Uh. Working, uh, more working. It's been one of them, one of them busier weeks. Uh, putting out shit for the pod and uh, working in between. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a lot of good free time. Um, mm-hmm. Took uh, to a birthday party over the over the break or whatever. But uh, damn, they had a panic attack. Uh, I find that being around more than five people at a time is very terrifying to me nowadays. And uh, yeah, people just got different protocols in the way they run their COVID life. And uh, I just won't prepare. So I'll be quarantining myself again for another year. 
uh, as much as possible. <laughs> as much as work permits me to work from home, I'm going to do so. Um, he said, yeah, yeah. my old heart can't take it, champ. I, I ain't built for that no more, man. Like, I, oh, man, I was a nervous wreck. I literally was shaking, heart beating fast, sweating and stuff. Just, oh, get away. Oh, God, Jesus. Like, I've never scrubbed myself or my clothing so hard as I did when I got home. Like, it was the most terrifying experience. But no, I ain't built for this. Uh, <laughs> These people moving yeah. too free out here in the world. I ain't built for it. We live in the state with the numbers, man. We live in the, one, of the, one of the states that got one of the worst numbers because our people here just refuse to do what they need to do. So that's the land, man. Like, We've been open since last like April. I ain't built with it. I don't close that shit down. The openness don't matter. It's people going to do what they want to do these masks. Like, in, in the city I live in, I say a good 65% of people never wear masks. Oh, and no. I look at people with my mask are like, mm. Oh, no, Jesus. Well, I keep well, a lights on in the car. You can't be just breathing all out here right now, man. I can't deal with it, man. Well, in seven by seven, they everybody pretty much wear a mask every time I go out. I be forgetting because I be in the house so much that I forget that I got to wear a mask or whatever. But luckily, I have my partner's mask right in my truck. I got an emergency roadside bag and an emergency COVID bag in my car. I ain't mad at Extra mask, extra gloves, water, blankets, everything. They keep Lysol, all wipes. That's a big fact. The, wipes, the, the clean wipes to wipe the car down. Everything. I'm going to laugh. As well, you should. I'm going to Amazon me a, a radiation suit to walk around with. Boy, I ain't know what you was trying to say. I just heard you over there. Habana, habana, habana. I thought you was like getting like Ralph Crabden or something. Habana, 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 habana. Nah, man. What is happening over there? <laughs> Glitching. Oh, that's <laughs> Nah, man. I ain't watching Instagram or anything. Be saying habana, habana. <laughs> I'm going to take the first topic tonight, fellas. And I want to discuss something that I know y'all have seen in the media. But it's just a, a, how can I say? It's a symbol of something that goes on a lot with the people in the younger generation, younger than us. Um, just I'm talking about young people making stupid ass decisions, especially in 2021. So what, what brought me to this is um, it's been online lately, and y'all may have seen it was some young lady. She started GoFundMe for herself because she went to the little basketball thing with only $400. All-star. And then had to start a GoFundMe to try to get your ass home. Dumb decision number one. You had $400 to stage your ass at home. What would make you go somewhere with $400 out out of the state? With $400. $400 out of the state ain't going to do nothing for you. Why didn't you? Why you didn't had, you spend all of that four hundred dollars while you were there? If you knew that's all you had, like that's what, like what? It's nothing. You have to pay for lodging. You have to pay for food and whatever activity you want to do while you're there for this weekend. For how the many weekend, days? The weekend. Uh, yeah. Uh, Regardless, that. if it's one day, one day four hundred dollars. If you're cheap, may be good. But yeah. 48 hours? No, you're not good. Oh, All Star Weekend? If you, if you yeah, not an All Star. That's going to be high. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Because everything mm-hmm. booked up and already, mm-hmm. so you're paying extra just to get. And this is my thing. Yeah. 
stupid thing she did number two. You either went by yourself or you chose the wrong people to go with because you had, you had to go fund me yourself back. They yeah, left you your ass. Help you? They left your ass. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say you went by yourself, but that's still stupid because you don't go nothing like that by yourself. No. That's dumb. What happened if somebody tried to get you? You got most women um playing with it's other the women. Wrong state to be got in, boy. This this sex trafficking area, right? Sex trafficking down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not right. the place for that. You got to make better decisions. Young people, a lot of young people that's growing up these days, they came in a generation that uh, all the parents want to be a lot closer and befriend them and give them everything they want and spoil them and everything like that. Understood. Understandable. But don't let that overshadow the real real life situation and shit can't happen to you. You feel me? It, yeah. The world ain't that sunny disposition place your parents put it up to be for you. The world is real. And nine times out of ten, the people that you meet in life outside of your close circle do not care about you. Make smart decisions, man. You gotta, yeah. be, you gotta be a lot more careful out here. Like, I don't understand it. You feel me? Like, I, I wasn't... I, I every every place I go, I, I gotta have money in my pocket. I gotta, yeah. I gotta know how I'm getting there, and how I'm getting back. That, that was that was something I was taught. You feel me? Like mm. basic common sense. That's right the now. whole. That's the main thing you think about when planning a vacation or a trip. <laughs> yeah, that that mid two thousands YOLO shit got a lot of people messed up where they just be, oh, we gonna go, but like, and what if you didn't have social media? Yeah. This ain't the time to do that, man. It's too many scammers, schemers, it's too many predators. Schemers. Like it's just because everybody is a monster. People ain't right no more, man. And what everybody if she didn't have social party. media? Yeah. Or well, she didn't yeah. have that GoFundMe. What if you lost your phone? Exactly. What if you lost your phone? Can anybody list all ten numbers that they know by by heart? Yeah. Now these days, because you want to go straight to Google, you want to go right to the phone, but we just hit the face. Or hit the name. Don't nobody know numbers yeah. these days. Uh-uh. Most people don't even know their own damn cell phone number. That's real. Not even if your phone got lost. That is, just, that is super real. What if your phone cracked, broke, you can't see your contacts, but you got your phone? Like, that's still doing the same thing, pretty much. What if your shit died and you dumb enough to come with $400 so you dumb enough to forget your charger, too? Yeah. You got your phone. Yeah, that was not well thought out at all. That shit did. No, that was dangerous, actually. Dangerous and dumb as fuck. Yeah, man. You feel me? Young young, people it's bad enough. It's dumb as days. hell for anybody, but a young lady, man, this ain't the time or the place down here in Georgia, man. It just be like, it's literally be sex trafficking posters and like warnings and stuff almost anywhere you go down here. Like, it's serious. It, it is not a game. People ain't nice out here like that. You can't be moving around like that. That's just reckless. Uh huh. People just want to go with the fun. Where's your father, lady? Where is your father? People just want to go with the fun. I want to be part of the in crowd. Be part of the in crowd and get got, and then people won't see you no more. How many people you get snapped up? Young women make better decisions, please. Yeah, man. And now you got COVID. That's crazy. That too. (laughs) You got COVID and you don't got no money. You go. It's going to be $400 like that. I'm assuming you went to a party or something. You know, tell them what they had flying around there and there, man. Atlanta, what they That's another thing I understand. You feel me? Once again, young people make a dumb decision. I understand you've been cooped up. You've been on quarantine. You haven't been being able to be around a whole bunch of people and do what you normally used to do. But guess what? 
COVID won't around when you was doing what you normally used to do, but now it is around. Take the necessary precautions to protect yourself. Yeah. Sure, you may have gotten the vaccine, but do you know that vaccine is taking hold all the way and that you can't catch it? Because there are cases of people who had the vaccine of both shots and still caught COVID after they had both shots. So, yeah, so. Yeah. you go in these big environments with all these, with these people and putting yourself at risk for what? To dash, dance? Fucking put the music on at home. Yeah, it ain't worth it right but now, man. You can, your club but can at home. Like, you got to be smart. Like, the you quicker can. we just do the right thing with this COVID shit, man, the quicker this shit will be over. But, yeah. And if you Humans, man. Club, young lady, young lady. Ass. That was not smart. And if you go to the club trying to find some ass, that's 10 times more stupid now. Because, one, nine times 10, y'all ain't got no mask on, so you're going to catch COVID, go home, and catch something else, too. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you, man. That these young folk are definitely not thinking. That's, that's just not. You two for one day. Like, I ain't never been nowhere and didn't know what, how I was getting home or make sure I was gonna be straight while I was there. So I'm like, if it was, I I let all right, y'all go ahead, then I catch y'all on the next go round. I ain't ready to go. I ain't got. Uh, but it ain't never worth just risking it like that. Just that's just not smart at all. At all. And before the trip, you know, before the trip starts, you know your bread ain't right. That should be your decision right there. My bread ain't right. Shit, I need to stay here. Yep. Yep. You, you knew all year you wanted to go, but all year you won't save. And so you should have stayed your ass at home. Like, up uh, next year, it's going to come around again. And my thing is that that must have been your last 400 because you needed to go fund me. You weren't able to go to the bank and withdraw none of none. So that tells me that, like, you ain't in the financial status to be going nowhere right now. Like, you need to be stacking your bread and, like, thinking about your actual future past just a weekend. Like, Another That's young dumb you could have invested or four hundred you could have had saved up for like if you have an off week at work or anything, but that she could be scamming. She could be scamming. She could That's have possible. more than that and just wanted more money so she can get whatever she wants going. I, I don't know. That, I, I always think try to think of the other perspectives first because there's a lot of that going on, going on out here in the world. So I feel you there. Mm-hmm. That's so definitely a possibility these days. Mm, I don't put it past it, but still, another dumbass move. So once again, All Star Weekend and shit, you got these people who rent a U-Haul van because they can't find a hotel. They rent a U-Haul van, driving around, partying, and chilling in the U-Haul van, and getting checked. Are you stupid? Hold on, what? So they using the U-Haul van like an RV? You mean? Yeah, an RV slash party bus. Oh, oh, okay. So you're getting COVID in a can and a, and a with wheels on. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> can of COVID. Yo, so I ain't never been that desperate to go nowhere, man. So where is if I can't find somewhere to stay. Before I leave, I gotta know where I'm staying, how I'm getting there, how I'm coming back. Yeah. What what would be the minimum amount of money to go out to All-Star Weekend? Because I never went. Don't care to go anytime soon. So uh, I definitely say it depends on the city, but just all star in itself, you gonna already be paying like whatever. Even for the cheap hotels, whatever their normal price is, you can double or triple that just because it's gonna be so booked. So you uh-huh. have to pay extra to get your reservation, especially if you do last minute. You're gonna be paying a grip just for that, and then mm-hmm. usually, like you, unless you're gonna eat like straight McDonald's and like really low low budget food if you plan on like actually eating and going to where the where the people gonna be at be at 
you probably going to a mid-level to high-level restaurant. So you're talking about maybe 50 to $100 a plate. And then you got actual whatever you get into. So if you want to go out drinking and partying and going to the different parties or clubs or something, you know the club's going to be taxing because celebrity is going to be there and all that. So like- True. I would say, man, if you ain't got about a, a, a G to- a G to fifteen hundred to me would be responsible. Uh-huh. Give you a grand to like fuck around and do whatever you need to do, and that ain't including however you get in there. That's just once you got there. But at least you got that grand to do what you need to do for them two days or whatever, and then you got five hundred as like a backup money just in case shit hit the fan. Like, okay, I can still. If I get in trouble, I can use this 500 to get me bonded out of jail. If I get in tr- uh, if I can't get home, I can use this 500 to book a plane ticket home. That type, like, you want to just have that, 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 that little extra just in case. So I say, man, about 1500 would be smart to go to something like that. But spending money, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like you know the date for that at the beginning of the basketball season. So you, if you ain't got a whole year, you got at least a good eight months, nine months mm-hmm. to kind of gear up for that. So like, if you like that ain't something you just want to pull off on a whim because you got paid Friday night and you done paid your bills and you got a little $300 left over and oh, we going. No, that ain't one of them type of moves. Like, that's, a, that's like going on a vacation to or something like that. Like you want to kind of have that planned out so you know exactly, you, you budget right. Because you also don't want to come back. <laughs> Excuse me. You also don't want to come back home and then be like short. Well, you can't uh-huh. pay your bills now because you done went out and had fun for two days, and now for the next two weeks you struggling and can't can't keep make ends meet. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, they didn't know nothing about basketball, I guess. Well, that's my thing because she reached out to some family members before she did that GoFundMe shit, and nigga told her the same thing we told the same thing. Feel me? Like that's stupid. Why'd you do that in the first place? Didn't we tell you that you didn't have enough money? You want to go down there? You find your way back. Yeah. That's just what it was. Just Even. wasn't smart, man. That was just not a smart move on her part at all. Just at dumb all. all around. The you like, shit. I don't uh, even know what to say about that. That's just some old podunk country nah. hillbilly shit. Like, why are you it's a lot of doing that going weird on, old stuff? Like, I just pray for the next generation. This generation is right behind us, man. Like, please, y'all doing some positive stuff, but it's that dumb stuff that's being very, very much highlighted yeah. and making y'all generation look like y'all dumb as hell, spoiled as fuck, and don't know what earning something means. Yeah. Now, that's not all y'all, once again, because I've met some people younger than me and they in their teens and in their upper teens and they early 20s that hard work that they bought, they, they bought their business, they have aspiration to be business owners and stuff like that and be entrepreneurs. And they only run. But there's a bigger population of them ignorant dummies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just making them dumb decisions. I say too, man, young people, stop stop popularizing the dumb shit. Like y'all see the dumb shit just like everybody else do. Like put more put more highlights on those of y'all that are doing good shit and like making wise decisions and like really doing the things that the next generation should be doing to make sure that they you know what I'm saying, can build on the legacies of everything that came before them. Like, because I think that's also what it is. It might not even be a large population though, but that population, small or large, is highlighted so much by them. Like they be 
oh, oh, look at this. Like, I think just drawing attention to some more tangible or some more like valid in the world would be very helpful. Yeah. Not to add more dumbness into the conversation, but y'all remember like last year, year before last, I don't remember exactly what year, but they had that dumbass challenge where these young folks were setting themselves on fire. Yeah, with the alcohol and shit, yeah. 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 Look at them at decisions. Challenges. Them challenges. Yeah, because the challenges don't mean you got to do it. Them challenges will get somebody killed. That's what's going on. If you want to see what the challenges do, what's the movie? It's the old movie called what, The Christmas Story when they challenge a the little boy to stick his tongue to the um, light bulb pole. Yeah. When it was cold outside and then it got stuck. Off a challenge. That's basically what y'all doing. Every time y'all try these challenges, sticking your tongue on a cold telephone pole. Yep. That's real. When that shit gets stuck, you're going to look stupid as fuck. Mm-hmm. Big facts. Yeah. Just a lot of stupid stuff. A lot of a lot of challenges. They should just do a fuckery challenge. No, nah, don't do a fuckery challenge. <laughs> don't do a fuckery <laughs> It's too much fuck. Society is already a fuckery challenge in itself. Yeah. Welcome to America. <laughs> Welcome to America. Here you go. Oh man. Well, from the fuckery of the youth to the fuckery of just society itself. Good in the fuckery, y'all. All right. Let's go. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give some good black excellence first for the good in the fuckery. Um first. Uh, your favorite rapper tis, uh more Jay-Z news, man. I don't know what it is about last week, but Jay-Z done made so much goddamn money for himself. Now, in this move, um, a lot of people, probably because they didn't know the specifics of it, was, Mm -hmm. you know, well, they always do this with Jay-Z. They always, like, nitpick and try to say, why you do this? You know, this was supposed to be for the people and all that stuff, because that's what you said. But the news is uh, Square, which is um, owned by the Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey, by his mm-hmm. title from Jay-Z, his share a title for like $297 million or whatever. But what most people don't realize it, what most people didn't realize is that the title artist owners, they still own their uh, shares of the stock mm-hmm. and they're still like the second largest shareholder. So it's still artist ran. That's and cool. on top of that, Jay-Z is moved to Square's board of directors. So he still basically, he basically on, just leveled up and got a and got a nice little he got paid to level up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Like oh, so I'll just jump on this board of directors of the company that just bought my little share of this smaller company and now I can run both a little bit pretty much have my hand in both. Smart yeah. man, that Big chicken. Man. Basically. Smart man. Young people Big learn man. from this guy. Learn from this guy. Big man. They're going to be doing it, man. That generational wealth he going to have, bro. He make me so proud. Mm-hmm. And his kids are growing, look like they're growing into such young, cool little young people, too. I like it. Black so, I, I like starting it off with that. That made me happy in my soul. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, Got to start like that, with that. Huh? Yeah. We'll see what they do in their 10 years. What you say? What you say, Faith? I said, oh, all kids and rich kids look innocent when they're young. We'll see what they do when they hit their teenage years. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Oh, you know, Jaden ain't that bad. He's just weird. 
And, you know, Willow ain't that bad. She just wit. Which you would expect, you know, as, you know, Will and Jada. <laughs> weird, weird is cool. Weird is good. Hey, I ain't mad I'm weird. weird. I just mean you ain't, ain't like everybody else. I ain't gonna hate on that. Which I like weird, because I'm weird, so I really don't matter. But, um, yeah. yeah. Time for the fuckery. <laughs> get it. All right, all right. This is... Oh, John Shatner. He is the that one the the CEO of Papa John's, you know, the cat is that William Shatner brother? I don't know, man. They kind of look alike, but it's funny. Oh yeah, I done heard about Papa John this week. Yeah, he says he says it took two years to get rid of the N-word out of my vocabulary. But he didn't like it's taking, he basically said it's taking two years to get it out of his vocabulary. So, so that means Still mm-hmm. calling people nigga. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, right? He he's he's blaming everybody else for being outed. He's saying he's not a racist or whatever, but he's still blaming everybody else to be outed. In the same in the quote, he says, "It's it's taking me two years to get the the n word out of my vocabulary, but uh, because just it's not true, and I need to figure out who did this." That was his exact quote. So. Why you got to get so much of vocabulary if it's not true you said it? That don't even make sense logically. Exactly. The, the, Plus, two, two things can sometimes be true, but them two things cannot be true. Like, you either said it and they called you out on it legitly, or you have not been taking two years to get it out your vocabulary. Like, what? <laughs> Shut up. You know, you know what <laughs> I like about... That's why your pizza about, dry as hell anyway. You know what I like... I like when they accuse when when white people are accused of being racist or whatever, especially um, <laughs> only when they are racist, right? Because their reactions is like it's like the racist the word racist is their n word, right? Like n word. It's just I just in like world, in their world they allowed <laughs> to talk like that and it's normal. It's not mm. a stigma around it. It's just oh, this is how we talk. So when they get mm. to the regular part of the world where everybody else is like, dude. You're racist. Mm-hmm. They can handle that. They be like, "What? What? What do you no, mean?" No, me no. But my no. friends don't call me that because well, your friends, friends are also racist, or they deal with the same shit you Because all y'all are racist. That's that's why your friends are racist, racist too. Whatever. You just you need to become friends with some niggas. To add some flavor to that dry ass cardboard pizza he be serving up. <laughs> That's what I did. I, I became friends with people from other cultures, and I got off my I got over my racism because I was a big race, big time racist when I was in college, and I lived in an international dorm. That's real. I didn't like nobody. I didn't like none of them, and I lived in an international dorm, which was crazy. I'm a racist living in an international dorm. Mm, I don't know that I'm racist or that I've ever been racist, but I have definitely been prejudiced. I had I oh, definitely I had to work through that over my young years. I was big time racist. I get to every other culture. Everyone. I was talking cash shit, screaming stuff out the windows. I was big time racist. I'm, I'm ashamed of I'm ashamed of myself during those years. Very ashamed. But I've matured and I think I that's the important thing, man. How, 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 how you start ain't supposed to be how you finish. So exactly. you gotta you gotta have some maturation and growth and, and work. Yeah. Yeah. Got to grow. I, if you don't yeah. grow. Can't be stagnant, man. Can't be stagnant. I can't. I can't say I'm racist. I can say I was ignorant. I would say that, and it's not like I did something malicious to someone or whatever because I felt they were different 
or whatever. But I would think they have certain behaviors because I was ignorant of their culture. Yeah, that, that, and I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. I was prejudiced. Like I wasn't. Uh, I didn't have like no thing of power over there where I was like, oh, because of this, I can do this to you or none of that. Or it was more just a, well, this is what the stereotypes that I've been taught about you, or this is what I've been told about you. So, oh, okay, well, that's what I'm judging you by as opposed to actually getting the norm and shit. So I definitely, yeah. I, just, I think that, I, that, that come from the generation we was in too. Like it was normal mm-hmm. to be like a lot, like, even though we were out of segregation by the time we were born, like a lot of places You're still were, were still kind of separated. Like I look at my mentally. upbringing, I started being mixed in with another culture more in middle school and high school. Like before that, it, it was one white dude named Tyler that I knew in my whole upbringing until I was like 10 years old. Same. So that's the first 10 years of my life seeing everything look just like me. So like it wasn't a lot of chance to get out and see other people because it was just like I was in that in that one little bubble. But then when I moved to middle school and I got moved to a different area that was more mixed in that area, then I was like, oh okay, I go to school with these people and I was able to see, okay, well yeah, they not too bad. Okay, it's assholes just in every race. It ain't just they all bad. It's just they get every color. Yeah, uh-huh. you know what I mean. So I think that was with definitely helped me but uh i say definitely college was probably the biggest thing like going to uh when we was at odu i think that was the biggest thing for me because it it allowed me to see things differently because it was every culture mixed together and like i'm a big proponent if i can party with you then i can do pretty much anything with you and like going to those parties where you might have an indian and a, a asian and a a, a a latino person and a uh, whatever, you know what I mean? All mixed together, a Caucasian person, everybody mixed together Philippine. doing the same type shit. It, it kind of broke down them barriers to where I was more comfortable to like, oh, well, let me see what y'all talking about. Okay, you all right, all right. You know what I mean? But I think that just come with growth and being willing to, like, I think that's the problem with a lot of people like John Shatner. They, they don't really want to change how they are. They want to stay that way and have everybody conform to them, but they don't realize that that ain't the world no more. Like this, that's the one thing technology has done that like it brings everybody together. Like cultures from everywhere are now mingling, talking, learning about each other from a younger age. So it's a whole generation of people that just like, yo, what that, like, what are y'all talking about? Uh And I think even our generation, like you've seen a shift from like the way blacks, whites, and other cultures talked about each other in the nineties has evolved even in our generation. So it's like the only people left is them old people like him that's like still stuck on their ways and they haven't been challenged uh-huh. on it because of their money and their power. So they still try to hold out hope. Like that's what that make America great again should be like. Like it's like them people that just want to hold on to hold what on. was because they see that. The and they having a midlife not, crisis. We're not the majority anymore <laughs> in our way of thought. It's we're the minority now, still thinking like this, and they scared to shake that because then that means they gotta actually look at themselves in the past 60, 70 years of the bullshit they done been doing. Mm-hmm. That's hard. You know, it's hard to look at yourself sometimes and, and admit, like, damn, I, I was fucked up. You know what I mean? So I think that, yeah. That was all Shatner. That was one of it, matter of fact, because you since you brought it up and I like the conversation or whatever. That was like one why I went to ODU instead of because I just 
I was always curious about other cultures or whatever, I, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So, yeah, you, yeah, I, I'm smoking with Muhammad or whatever, and it's true. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling with um Asian homeboy. I always was chilling with Asian homeboys because I had a homeboy uh, named Mark back in high school that was Filipino or whatever. <laughs> And um, one of the dudes that rap, he still rap. Matter of fact, he's down in Atlanta named Mike Sick or whatever. He used to have, um, he lived right down the street from me or whatever, had that studio. And he had a whole gang of Filipino dudes and we would just hang out <laughs> or whatever. So I always been interested in other cultures. And that was the main reason why I went to ODU. So that's why I feel like I was more ignorant, but thing about it is like you can be ignorant but you have as long as you have that willing to learn and that be so cognitive dissonant from you know facts and reality that's cool you know what i'm saying like as long as you're willing to change but yeah um papa john's a piece of shit so (laughs) fuck papa john i ain't calling a nigga papa fuck you john exactly and your bullshit pizza yeah, yeah. We we the only only Papa we respect is Christopher Wallace. Let's lick a shot for Big Papa. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, it is his birthday. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is all right. On the next on the fuckery list, and y'all know I. God bless. Oh yeah, yeah. Dang, I just realized something. The greatest rapper Rest of all in time peace. died on March 9th. God rest his soul. Rest in peace, kid. It's because of him. Mm-hmm. At least now, at least I know what beef is. I ain't like Nas doing that time, but that either shit was hard. Mm-hmm. Well, Love you jigger, don't hate me for this. It rest in peace to my grandma because she also passed on this day too. Rest in peace. To I just re- I just realized that. Sorry, I had a moment, y'all. Had it's a moment. All good man. Had a moment. But um, with the show, um, so this pat- particular politician, y'all know I love picking on him because he's also a piece of shit, and here's his fuckery. Well, the good thing is Mitch McConnell is thinking about leaving the um Amen. his position. Amen. His as well position. he should. As well mm-hmm. he should. The turtle said he's trying to go back into his shell. Amen. But, but here's the fuckery. On the low, he's conspiring uh to try to change laws in Kentucky because Kentucky has a has a democratic um uh, governor now. And the mm-hmm. governor, if he was to leave, the governor is the one that can actually pick someone to take his place, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to switch the laws around so he can have like the a committee under him where he can handpick his successor. So that's the fuckery. Please don't. That's all the fuckery. Mm-hmm. That's it's also against. Also, is against democracy itself. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I don't know over the past couple of. Years Republicans been that's what I'm been saying you, man, they no, that old guard man, they're so used to being getting away with the bullshit like down that they're being called on that they doing anything they can they scrambling for power like oh no they're gonna take our power away no it's about time like they see the tide in the world changing man like worldwide people is getting over that old bullshit man people like look man world too hard as it is we tired of being separated by everything let's get together the world is changing and. You can't help. Wow. You can't. You sometimes that's just part of Earth moving around the sun. It changes. Yeah. Things is going to change. Mindset's going to change. Just 
society as inevitable. a whole. And, you know, change is not always a bad thing. Nope. You know what I'm saying? The one one thing, though, uh, with change, there comes pain. And, you know, you just got to go through it. Indeed. Go through the hurt, pretty much. But uh, as far as change, again, this is this is seems to be a thing going on right now. Uh, the next good in the fuckery is, well, good, the Prince Harry and Meghan Merkel had had a interview with Oprah or whatever. Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff about it, but I didn't see the interview, so I have no idea what people be talking about exactly. It's it's like I've seen little you know snippets or whatever, but it's basically what they've been saying out in the um every time they speak out in the media is like how they've been treated from the royal family, the staff there, and everything. Because you know the royal family is more a business than the actual family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for real like i mean they're related they're blood related and um it's obvious just the way they treat megan how closely they want the blood to be related and everything but yeah she they basically did a whole um tell all about how they've been treated how they're not um oh family members will put them off to the side and have these they, they had talks about how they think the child the child's skin color and how they might not have a royal name and uh, they um, might not get the protection that they had uh, or whatever. Just what because she's half black. I, you lost me. Skin protect, what? Like, no. the, the um, more specific? I'm lost. Okay. I was with you so, at first as far as they was being treated bad, but I, what, this, I, what about the child? So they won't, they, they won't exactly. The yeah. They don't they like the child's skin color because the child black. Yeah, basically. Yeah. They, they're having, um, like they're not gonna say they didn't say exactly which um relative or family member was coming at them, but it seems like it was pretty much the whole family coming at them, like, okay, so we're gonna have this problem if he comes out with this skin color or something like that. Or we don't know if he's gonna be that protected. I can say exactly what it was. Because exactly hmm? exactly hmm? they said it won't mom, it, it won't grandma, it won't granddad. He ain't, he ain't gonna be beefing off his brother with his brother over his, his nephew. It's the wives. The wives are where all the beef comes from mm. in that environment. You feel me? And then the men contribute to that because they each have to support their wives. So the one that's over here with his wife, with Megan, he gonna support her wholeheartedly. He married that. Regardless of what his brother say, that's his wife. His brother over in England, his wife know when when mother dies, I'm next up. So I got to, you feel me? She trying to step into the role early. So she beefing because um this is coming to the family. I don't like this. Brother ain't really gonna say something. I believe it's the wife saying something to Megan about all this other stuff. So the, the wife is wife. so the wife is racist and then trying to press her racist ideas on the rest of the family. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Well he he um I would say he kind of like admitted that him and his brother, um, Prince Charles, they're not, they're not cool or whatever. So I, I feel like, I feel like Prince Charles pretty much is saying like that part too. I don't think it's just the wives probably is the wives also, but you know what I'm saying? I feel like tell you the truth. I've uh, to be honest with you. I just feel like the Royal family is racist. They want to keep that blood all white. They want to keep it the way it is like it's been for the past how many thousand years 
or whatever and keep it in and keep it pure and keeping it salt because they don't want they it's just like Tiz said, it's the old guard and they want to keep things the way they they have it so they can have that control. Well, didn't they already have the baby? Mm-hmm. No, they, they had a baby. They had um print um Archie. So I'm like, so I'm but they like, having another well, baby. But I'm like, they didn't already had the first baby. So the blood ain't ain't just white no more. We didn't already pass that that hurdle. So uh yeah, at this point, you might as well just embrace it. You got a whole line of black folk that's about to be popping out, and that's what that is. Like that's that's done because their kids are gonna be black and the kids of them are gonna like it's it's there now. Now Tis <laughs> get over it. <laughs> now Tis in a logical world or whatever, that's right. But we're talking about rich white folks. <laughs> yeah, this is true. most rich, most rich white folks are when you get right down to it, they're racist or whatever, because they're rich enough to n- not listen to other people. <laughs> pretty much. And they're powerful yeah, enough. That bullshit. Come on. It's pretty and, much. It is what it is. Now, y'all might well go ahead and embrace that, them little black babies and uh, let it go. No, well, they don't got point, no... The way that succession work, at some point, one of them black boys is going to be the, the king of England or the, 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 the crown prince or whatever they want to call it. Like, he gonna catch his lineage at some point, so might as well go ahead and prepare for it now because it's coming down the pike now. Like the babies is here. I mean, they. I mean, that's that's how they, that's how they feel. But you know, they they they're royalty, so they got ways of covering stuff up and this, that, and the third or whatever. And they probably and it looks like they're trying to play that move. But with them doing this interview with um with Oprah and actually bringing everything out into the forefront. Is cause you know, just in society or whatever, just like because they've been, they haven't been as vocal about it until like they they said some things or whatever. But and you know they did that whole move, so you know that was something going on. But they never really explained exactly what was going on. Like Megan was talking about how she felt su- suicidal because of the treatment that they be. They've been having not just off of the royal family, just off of the staff, like the staff treating her like she is not really royalty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the, they also talked about how the tabloids was after uh, Meghan Merkel's parents and everything. And then she found out that her father was actually working with the tabloids and stuff like that. So she was feeling some type of way about that mm-hmm. and everything. And then she even said, OK. Um, if they were getting hunted down by the tabloids, but my mom didn't tell, so I don't know what's wrong with that. Um, no, that person, um, Meghan Merkel's uh mother, I don't, I don't know, I'm not deep into the royal family because they don't got nothing to do with me. Meghan Merkel's over here, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I want to say she was from America. Yeah, she's over there. I don't know if she's from Canada or America, but I know she's over there. She's not from over there, though, right? No, not from like. No, no she's from California. Is she on a show or something? Won't she an actress? We can we can Google this. <laughs> we can Google yeah, it. Yeah. I think she's from Canada or California. Somewhere to see in that shit. Okay. Oh, no, she is on a. It says right there American actress. Come on, where you at? Where? Yeah, um, she was on a soap opera or something, I feel like. And then that's why I was a big deal because people actually mm-hmm. knew her. She yeah, she is. She was. Uh, she's from Los Angeles, California, or whatever. Yeah, she's from okay. 
that's why they originally had a problem. She, she, you feel like she's from an area that you wouldn't think nobody prominent would come from. So that mm-hmm. was that's But my thing is, before I go too far, this just crossed my mind. As an American citizen, why should I give a fuck about the Roy family? Mm-hmm. Yep. Didn't we, That's didn't why I don't know that much about their little inner workings, because I damn sure. I, 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 I will. I was president myself, so I mean, as long as the laws and shit and people are getting treated right, that's what concerned me. When it comes yeah. to this Roy family shit, I mean, I understand bad treatment that's being oh, public widely viewed now. And everybody's been pretty busy. I understand that, but mm-hmm. this ain't no reason. Shit with the American, with the with the the royals, the people from mm-hmm. over there. This has been going on for decades, and the, mm-hmm. the paparazzi was all on Princess Diana. That's how she died. They were chasing her ass in the tunnel, and she was conflict and some shit. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, you know, she probably. American, I don't understand yeah, it. Like, as Americans, like I, I I don't understand it because she probably we usually rule. She probably. <laughs> Yeah, she probably thought of it like you know she had the Disney princess moment. You you from America? You from Los Angeles? And all of a sudden, this prince wants to marry you or whatever. So you think it is a good thing no, that we get over there? Yeah, I ain't talking about major. Oh. I ain't talking about major. I'm just talking about us as American spirit. Why do we give a fuck about going with the the, the, the the royal family shit? Because this is how I view it. You feel me? Americans giving a fuck about what's going on with the royals. After we done had a revolutionary war, we 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 American now, you feel me? That's like freed slaves caring about what's going on with the master. Yeah. You feel me? That's how I view that shit. Like, that's I don't a different way to look at it, but that's real. Mm-hmm. That's real as shit. I, know, uh, I feel what you're talking about. I, I think I'm looking at it more like I just like this because it looks like the old system is slowly deteriorating. I just treat it as a sign of like the old system is slowly deteriorating back oh, yeah. to back. Um, and then off of that, um, y'all know, y'all probably don't know. Uh, they got Good Morning Britain over there. Like, we got Good Morning America. And, like, the dude, main dude up there is Pierce Morgan. And I'm he's been talking. Yeah. He, he talked trash about Megan all the time. He was like, oh, he, she's always like, oh, woe is me. I'm in a princess living in the palace and blah, blah, blah. My treatment and this, that, and the third or whatever. So, one black uh black dude that went up there, I for, I don't know his name or anything, but I just saw a clip of black dude just going at him like you are always up here talking junk about Megan all the time. And he kept going at it and at it to the point that Pierce Morgan left off his own show. <laughs> he well, just I, I can't Pierce take this. Anymore. Asshole, so I'm not surprised at that. I'm not the, surprised at that at all. Yep. The good thing about that though is he's about to leave. Because like, of the little rally almost. Like, he just said mm. anything just to piss people exactly. off on purpose. Exactly. So like after they say after like 41,000 complaints over his um Megan remarks, he is right. now yeah, he's now talking about leaving Good Morning Britain. So well, another little not- sign. <laughs> I can take another position with the company. I stay on a job. Forty one thousand, they got the fire you what you got to go. Another little sign. Another little sign that the world changed. Yep. That's these three that's some four five little cities all over there. All of them don't like you. 
That's a major mm. demographic or our ratings. You got to go home, boy. Get yeah, your old ass out of here. <laughs> Get your old ass out of here. Then they're going to have uh, somebody black to replace <laughs> Probably the guy that got him. That would be amazing. I, I hope I hope it was the guy that got him to uh, walk yeah. off the stage. I hope so, gotcha. but that would be, that would be too perfect. Um, and then the royal the royal family pull out this guest statement, acting like they didn't know what was happening when they were the ones doing it, but just now because they just showed the um, interview today. But yeah. yeah, man, that's my good and fuckery, man. <laughs> this is good and fuckery, and. Just the whole theme of it is just like everything's changing. Everything, you know, just slight little signs that certain things is changing. Even even Jay-Z just doing all those moves um, pretty much is just a, a sign to change pretty much. So my next, yeah, yeah just like it, the one thing is that I know that when the world changes, people get scared of pretty much. They just... They're afraid of the unknown. They they're afraid of the unexpected. And then some people go off the deep end and start thinking that the world's going to end. So I was just thinking about this the other day or whatever. Like, um, for example, all right. So you know it's been cold the whole month of February or whatever, pretty much. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, we're getting these sunny days out of the blue. It's just getting warmer and warmer and everything. And it just looks like a flip out. You have one day where it's like 30 degrees and then the next day is 70 degrees or whatever. And so what today, like, well, the day that I thought of this topic, I was like, this is the type of stuff that make people go out and say the, the weather is acting all crazy. The world's changing. This is the end of the world and stuff like that. So I was, or whatever. So that's why I brought up this subject. It seems like, the world been coming to an end for quite a long time. Like, it seems like I've been hearing about the end of the world since a child. Like, how long does it take for the world to end? Or whatever. Is it, or is it that you see something that's different happening in the world or whatever, and you just automatically think that it's just that much of a change that it, it the world's just going to blow up and end or whatever, or is are you are you just going crazy or is it just the earth just going through its natural phases pretty much like what the world was supposed to end 2012 the world was supposed to end 2001 every five like it seemed like every year there's some random crazy preacher saying that he's predicting that the world end or whatever like like is this when is it going to end like when 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 are people going to just give up and just think just realize and say this is not the world ending this is just the earth changing like in 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 general like well i think that's you know come to it's a mixture of things i think it go from religion to people being ignorant on just how many times the world quote unquote has ended in, in mm-hmm. the cycle of the earth like the earth like i think anytime like the world has ended by uh, the ice age. The world was ended when the media hit and killed the dinosaurs. Like it's more of a, it's not even an ending. It's more of a just it's going into the next phase, naturally or whatever is naturally that been building up for the past era where things were quote unquote quiet. Mm-hmm. But, I think, but I think when you get people into different religious backgrounds that don't 
put in science in with their religion and you get people that are just uneducated in general, like anything that seems massively different than what they used to, it seemed like to them, their world is ending. So they project that and make it a global thing when really it's just your way of life or what you comfortable with is coming to an end and it's changing. You know what I mean? People not, a lot of people not really comfortable with change. So it's like, it's scary to them. So those fringe people that's already a little off, whereas the regular person will just be like, okay, I don't like this, but I see that it is changing. Okay, they'll start looking at it logically. Them crazy people, they just be like, oh my God, this ain't what I'm used to. The world over. And that chicken little shit, you know? The, 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 the sky is falling, the sky is falling. No, it's just a pine cone, champ. You gonna be all right, it's an acorn. Yeah, this is a lot, a lot of overreacting over like little small stuff or whatever. Like it yep. seems like I like I don't know what it is, man. It's just like whenever we like, for example, like Black Lives Matter, when 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 that was starting off, I was actually seeing a lot of conservative people talking, just going off the deep end and talking like this is a sign of like like revelations or something like that like they it seems like they just use that to demonize any type of like social reform or anything like that or whatever and i'm like i i just feel like that's just a extremist a extremist way of thinking um that's to just exactly think what it is. Yep. like just to think that just because we want some bit of humanity that you're you're trying we're trying to like bring forth the end of the world like we we're trying to bring forth like the last book in the bible or whatever like it just seems to be weird and then that's that goes along with what i have like how i feel about religion how i feel like religion betrayed me on 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 something because it's like it seems like anybody can just pick up something pick up a book or, or whatever and then just use that to to back up whatever garbage that's coming out of their mouth, pretty much. Like, it's, uh, it, like, like or even with the Texas thing, when, when Texas came, now, mind you, this is probably a good example of where you would probably just, if you're going through it right now in Texas with, with a winter storm and it's Texas, you would never expect snow in Texas or whatever. I can probably feel why you would think that would be the end of the world at that time i i like i can totally understand that especially if you're going through it right then and there or whatever but like i've seen like i've seen like people saying like the god is punishing us because we're letting this happen and this happening and it's more like social reform and stuff like that people people are talking junk about I, I literally seen them like people talking junk about police and all this change and we letting um, transgenders have rights and stuff like that. And God is punishing it for us. Like, no, <laughs> no. Humans are doing stuff and activities that's causing weather change, which causing climate change or whatever. It's like the, 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 the cars we drive, the the chemicals we put um, out in the, on the earth when we're finished with them or whatever, they're changing things in the atmosphere to make climate change and weird stuff like this is happening, whatever. These are the things still, that's- yeah. I, I was still not, 
I don't know. I think religion plays a part in it, but I also think it's just crazy people, like people that are just mm. on the fringe anyway, because you look at, you can manipulate science, you can manipulate data from studies, you can manipulate research to back your opinion. Like if you believe strongly enough in something, or if some, if you're already a little off and you want to find something that backs up what you're saying, you can find mm. it. You know what I mean? So I think it's just people that's already on the fringe and already overreactive, like overreactionary in their nature anyway. Oh. That do this because the average person ain't walking around saying the world gonna end. It's those nuts on the end of the spectrum of crazy. That's like mm-hmm. it is coming. Like it's not everybody. It's them. So like I think it's just going next, like you got nuts mm-hmm. that when these things happen, they get louder. Mm. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's what I guess it's all about your viewpoint on anything, period. All right, you got to understand life in general to understand the end of the world. All right, the earth is a living being, as we all know, Mother Nature, all, all the elements, earth is a living thing. It does have an end date. So, in essence, earth is going to end, but it ain't no end no time soon. What you may be saying is as a, as the earth ages, new things happen. As in when the human body ages, new things happen. When you get a certain age, when you wake up your knees, you're like, damn, what is what is her that come from? That's new. What, what, what's going on? Right. Do you get so scared? So when it's more hurricanes one year, why well, get more scared? The earth is aging, new things gonna happen, just like with your body. Accept it and move on. That's it. You can't change heaven. That's why the fear comes. That's where the fear sets in because you can't control it. Mm-hmm. Fear mm-hmm. sets in when unknown things and changes happen that you can't control. If it's something that you can control, it's not fear there. It's just apprehension and anxiety. Fear sets in when it's something new, changing, that you have no control over. And you just got to take the ride. That's then right. all the fear comes in and everything else sets in. Now, when it comes to religion, it sets in, religion in that topic, I mean, Every religion talks about the end of days. I mean, but you gotta take that with a grain of salt. Yep. Because you got me personally, I take all religions with a grain of salt because I personally try to look at where all of them started from. Mm-hmm. So, me personally, that's a big conversation. And I say that conversation for a different day, but my whole views on that topic is just real funny. So, I'll save that. But when it comes to the end of days, I mean, when it comes, it comes. You can't stop it. So why be all paranoid about it and be running around? That's the one thing when it does happen, everybody on earth just got to accept it and roll with it. It may be traumatic, maybe happening the incident in the flash, but regardless of how it happens, you're going to have to roll with it. It's going to happen if it's going to happen. Yep. Gonna roll what will be, will be. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I, I don't, um, I'm a spiritual person. I believe in God and in and, and general. And I it's just that I feel like the the institutionalization of spirituality is religion, and and religion it it, it causes like I would say it, it does more separating of people coming together than sometimes than actually bring them together or whatever. Now, um, and the rabbit on this, I just want I just really wish that instead of just saying this is the end you know, uh, times and everything that we'd say is just a new age. It's a new change. You know, it's not the end of the world. It's just a new age, um, end of the old age, pretty much. And then go from there. 
Gotta embrace change, man. Change mm-hmm. is inevitable. Ain't nothing we can do about it, but allow it to happen because it's gonna happen whether you try to delay it or not. It's gonna happen. Change is change. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You ain't gonna look like you did when you were eighteen. When you when you when you're eighty, it, it just it's gonna shit gonna change. So deal mm-hmm. with it, folks. Just deal with yeah. it. Deal with it. I mean, Earth is a couple million years old. Like, goddamn, what you expect? Yeah, and it's been through more wear and tear yeah. in the past few thousand years than it has been in all of the these years. So it's only going to exactly. accelerate so, the changes at this point. Exactly. You feel me? So I mean, you, you got to look at things realistically. You feel me? You can't exactly. have that overflat overview like, well, it's supposed to be. No, we don't oh. know what's supposed to be because no man can tell the future, and you don't know what tomorrow's supposed to look like. Don't know the day or the time. Ideal is in the mind of the beholder. No one knows what tomorrow holds. So we all have to just, like I say, take it with a grain of salt and it is what it is. Indeed. Embrace change, people. Shit, shit gotta change sometimes. Um, and speaking of something that needs to change, here goes the Umar weekly update for this week. Um, this one is not very long because he only had one real thing that he did this week or event that I could find. So basically, he posted an IG live where he's back at the school. So that's a good thing. Anytime he's actually at the school, that's better than him being on the road somewhere yelling at folks. At least he's at the place of that he's claiming to take donations for. So while he was there, he posted a video of him and some supposedly HVAC experts checking out the problems with the HVAC units at the school. Supposedly, they're going to be doing some repairs at some point, but we've seen this before with other parts of the building where he has somebody that he claims is working on some, and you see them at the building, but nothing ever gets worked on. So first off, he shows the HVAC unit, and it looks the exact same as it did two years ago, except for more wiring and stuff has been ripped out uh, the outside HVAC unit for the gym. Uh, it looked like the dope fiends and people looking for scrap metal and stuff like that to tow that thing all apart. It's basically... It's just the outer shell of the HVAC unit at this point. Like the inside is completely gutted. It's no nothing in there no more. So he's saying that he's going to replace that. Now he could have replaced that two years ago with the 350,000 he had left over after he purchased the school. But now he wants to collect more donations. So we still don't know what happened to that 350. And now he wants more donations to replace this HVAC unit. And then he still has to get it repaired and put installed once he's replaced it. Then he goes into the school to show the toilets and the shit lake in the gym. And he's talking to, <laughs> and he's t- talking to the Instagram live people like, you know, we, this is what we got to work on. This is what we got to work on. Now, mind you, the shit lake been in there for a good year. We've seen that on video documented for a good year where it's just pooling sewage water in the gym floor. This is not a new thing. So why he's showing this as if it's a new thing that we didn't know about. Like, we know that's there. We've been waiting on you to do something with it. We see that. The toilets are all still crumbled up. Look like somebody took a sledgehammer to all of them. So he's saying that he got to do that, but he got the water off because you can't have water running through the plumbing, which is not true because you can fix toilets with the water running. You can fix plumbing with the water running as long as it with the water turned on, I should say, as long as you go in and shut the main valve off when you work and then turn it back on. So you can have running water to the school so that people can get a drink of water while they're there or use whatever bathrooms you may have that are actually working. So that's just bullshit. Um, Why he's showing the shit lake in the toilets, 
I got very confused because he was supposed to be showing the HVAC work that needed to be done, but he started showing plumbing. So that correlation made no sense to me. As he's showing the uh, the building or whatever, somebody, I guess, on the live was like asking a question or said, it was, was like saying the different things that needed to be done. He got on a rant on a concrete slab outside. He walked out the building, laid on a concrete slab and said, I don't care what needs to be done. Y'all just get it done. And he's talking to the donors and the people that he wants to donate money to him. And he literally said, y'all just get it done. Get on your cash app. Like he's basically like ordering people to send him money for this shit. <laughs> so the oh, video yeah. goes off. Then he gets on another video. It looks like maybe 20, 30 minutes after this. And he's talking to the supposed HVAC repair team. Now this repair team looks like if you remember on the old Sanford and Shine show, the little crew he had that hung out on Saturday nights and drunk Ripple together, it was like him and like three other old dudes. This is what this group looks like. It looked like Umar went down to the corner store where he get his two for 99 games and like recruited some of his old drinking buddies. Like, come on guys, y'all act like y'all coming to fix something. Cause these HVAC dudes look, don't look like they know what the fuck is going on. They're not looking at HVAC, mind you. He has them in the gym looking at the shit lake, talking about the plumbing that needs to be done. While he's talking about the plumbing, he's showing around the gym, ceiling panels missing galore. Mold, like this mold growth is growing out of the corner of the gym. And it looks like something from that movie, The Grudge, when, the, when that little ghost hair would come out of the shit. Like that's what it looks like, the mold looks like. It's like a, a whole entity unto himself. It's a whole creature by itself. Right, like creeping out of the corner. Run. And again, these are supposed to be HVAC repairmen. So we're talking heating, vent ventilation, and air conditioning. And this is what he has them looking at. He then says that the shit lake needs to be fixed. And he's telling them all of the problems that he's had with the shit lake about how it just drains in and then it'll be there and then it'll seep away one day and then it'll come back another day. And it's not coming from a leak like a leaky roof. It's coming from somewhere in the plumbing. He then tells them that somebody done poured concrete into the drainage pipe. And he says this as if it was like a solution that made sense to the drainage problem. But I'm thinking if you already got the backed up pipes, you pouring concrete in there is only going to back things up worse. And again, he's telling all of this to a group of old players looking like they just can't, like, like the wino crew, like they fresh off a bottle of Thunderbird. They have no oh, materials, no clipboard to write down stuff. They have no like, you know, measurement tool. You know how usually, like something wrong. Like, you know how usually when people come to like do a repair, they come with like, they gonna give you a quote. So they come with shit to measure shit. So they can average, okay, this is how much pipe I'm gonna need. This is what I'm gonna, so when they, assess what you need, they can then tell you, okay, this is what it's gonna take, this is the price, da 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 da. These people have nothing. Hands are empty. They all chilling in old jeans. One of the dudes looked like he got the jeans that Uma finally gave up last week on the day. And like, and these are supposed to be HVAC repairmen. They talked about the HVAC none. The whole time they were there, they talked about the shit lake and the toilets that's broken. As always, he continues to beg his donors for money throughout the video as he sits here in a polo hoodie and Nikes. This is after he told his donors 
that they should not be giving their money to, to buying grits or Nikes or these white companies. They should be giving their money to him. But he got on Polo and Nike in the video. He doesn't acknowledge or think about the fact that more than the HVAC actually needs to be done. Like he needs to get the school up to occupancy code. He, he needs to, first of all, get the gym floors fixed because they are no longer usable. They've had water damage and sewage damage on them for however long this school been vacant. Since like 2015 or something like that is when the old school that used to be there left. So it's just six years of just sewage building up on this floor and breaking the gym floor down. And as a person who has been into athletics and sports for a while, I know that that gym floor has to be completely stripped up. It's and not a whole new one. Like you can't use that for anything sporting right now. Like it would be literally a hazard. Um, the building is still two tones because he hasn't finished painting that yet, because I guess he couldn't get the donors back out there to waste their hard-earned time to finish painting it for him. So this, this vitiligo-looking school where you can't tell whether it's black or white. Like, it's just retarded-looking. The toilets are still damaged. The plumbing is backed up. And they're going to have to do find some way to get the concrete out of the pipes. So they might have to, like, actually lay completely new pipes in that building. The classroom have to be deep clean and the carpet and all has to be changed because you got dirt and paint cans and all kinds of shit that's just been sitting for six years. And you know, if you have a, a house that just sits for two years, a year with nobody in it and nobody's going through to like do any maintenance, like clean it up on the regular dust and all that stuff and, and insects and all that stuff, like it deteriorates the fabrics of the carpet and all that. So the floors have to be completely redone in every classroom. Okay. The wiring mm -hmm. has to be still needs to be fixed and put back up into the ceiling and into the walls because there's loose panels and like just live wires just hanging out everywhere in that building. And this is all on a six month deadline that he's now given us. He said the school got to be done in six months. The work that he's trying to do is going to take at least nine months to be completely finished at the pace that like if he actually started today using the donation money today and just started using every single dollar that somebody sent in and actually put it toward this school it's gonna take at least eight months to a year just to get the major repairs done much less if he continues at his current pace where nothing gets where he has somebody come in and then another year passes and he just brings somebody back in to look at the same shit that the guy works because he never actually pulled the trigger on fixing anything. I'm pretty sure these dudes that he had were just his buddies because none of them looked like he like they knew what the hell was going on when he was telling them the problem. They were in there, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, they were definitely on them libations, heavy. And now he takes him outside at the end of this video. So he didn't beg for money. He ain't talked about nothing about the HVAC. And then he takes, takes us outside for the last video. Last video was just the same men that were there for the HVAC pulling the ladder that we just saw stacked up in the gym down from the side of the building as if they had been up there doing some type of work. And Umar is yelling, oh yeah, yeah, you know, they gotta see that. They gotta see that, let them know we working. You're pulling a ladder down, sir. We don't even see you up the ladder doing the work. We just see you lowering the same ladder that I just saw stacked up on the gym wall and when you were inside the building. 
it's at this point just getting comical because like the facade he's trying to put up at this point is just bro just say you ain't making no damn school man like just stop it's just like what are we doing here so that's really all i got for the Uma update this week we do have a new scammer alert that we be coming with soon though we're doing the research right now. We'll probably debut it on this next week's show or on our live show uh, this weekend. But uh, what's her name? Mbutu, Mbulu, Mbula? Miriam Mbola. Miriam Mbola. If you already have heard this name, I wouldn't be surprised because just the preliminary shit that uh, faced and introduced us to is this lady is. She's she's on Umar's level with the amount of scamming she's doing. So it ain't just men, black men out here scamming all people. It's black women too. It's just sad that it keeps coming from all people. But we will have updates on her added to the list because we got to get rid of this this scammer culture out of our our culture. It's it's one of the biggest things holding us back from like really like we're in a position where we're on the precipice of greatness and we can really start to use our voice to get the changes that we really need. And shit like this is holding us back. Because instead of us focusing on the real issues in our society or focusing on the real people that could be real black leaders, we got people donate money to people like Umar and Miriam. And it's just, it's just sad. So more to come on Miriam uh, in the coming week, for sure, as we get our research together and compile this evidence. But Umar don't even got a Wikipedia. Umar has nothing. <laughs> Nothing, not an Amazon page, not an Etsy page. He ain't got like uh uh nothing. There's nothing credible, like nothing that says this is a credible source to send your money to. Nothing, his own mouth and his own actions. I do not understand how people are still doing like this, but that's it. He said the same thing since 2014, and nobody has seen any evidence of it. It's, but it's he's still going. Like I don't understand. But his ancestors is it's coming. His ancestors are the ones that actually sold us over here. I would That's not it. be surprised. I would not be surprised if it was a bunch of Uma looking dudes talking about, uh huh. We got them good slaves. You can give them grits. They like grits. And and, 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 and make sure you leave me with one of them white women to rub my big toe with guacamole. <laughs> Like, fuck out of here, man. Um, the lawsuit is still pending, though, so I'm still waiting on the next uh, update on that because it's coming. Like, you can see the writing on the wall that this is going to end in some type of civil or criminal litigation that finally brings this to crumbling down because it's getting more and more outlandish and it's, it's just... Uh, but Ridiculous. that's my... Yes, yes. But that's my weekly Uma update. Uh, yeah, it's just sad this week. I, I I ain't even got too many jokes for it. Like I really watched this vid- these videos this week and was just like, this is. And I just you just watch the black people in the comments. It's just like, oh my king, oh he's so great. No people, what are you looking at? What the hell are you looking at? Their fantasy, their own fantasy, like, and they. It, it really saddens me to see our people that just at a time like this in the world continuing to get duped Everybody by our people. I guess, Everybody man, please. You know, you know change what I... Your, change who you're going to follow. If you got to follow somebody, at least, like, 
It's like an addiction. Like if you got that addictive trait, don't go to drugs, go to working out, go to eating right, go to reading books, like find an addiction that's gonna at least grow you and help you, not following leaders that are gonna black people end up got, just taking your money. Black people got the black messiah syndrome, always waiting for the next black messiah. But that's the people all. we putting our hope in for that, it's horrible. I was down with, okay, if you wanna go Martin, okay. All right, I can roll with you. You want to go Malcolm? Okay. You want to go to Black Panthers? Okay, but this? They like, they like great back. He's done great nothing back. to Martin deserve Martin. this. Nothing. Like great value, my ex. <laughs> Man, even great value food be tasting all right. It, it ain't that bad. The old Uma is like the shit that got that them went rotten on the shelves and they done threw it out back and somebody done rolled up on the dumpster and oh we can we can use this change the xbox he the, he the, he the type of food that give you dysentery <laughs> straight up but uh that's this week's my weekly update man um, now from from that to this 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 next topic is a little little different but uh i saw some news about it this week and i just wanted to kind of open the conversation up it's a conversation we've never really had on this show so it's a little different than the stuff we usually cover but basically uh south dakota and mississippi have recently passed bills that are not allowing transgender people to compete in sports with people of their new gender so like a, a dude that has uh, transition into a female, they can't play female sports. A female that transitioned into male can't play male sports. Um, do you th do y'all think transgender people should be allowed to play in sports with people of their new gender, or no? Ooh. That's a good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a touchy so. If, if y'all yeah, need some process of time, I understand. Oh no. I've already processed mine, but just because I know Pat's answer is going to have me rolling because he's going to be trying to be so PC. Pat, you go first. <laughs> All right. Time to just I'm walk gonna, right I'm into gonna, the... Time to work right into the lion's den, man. Right into the lion's <laughs> den. All right. My answer ain't that PC, man. I don't think so. Like, because at the end of the day, genetically, like, this is how I kind of felt, like, with the... Uh, Caitlyn Jenner or whatever. Like, you know how Caitlyn Jenner had woman of the year or whatever? Mm -hmm. I, I felt like that, that there's women that's been women longer than he's been a woman that probably deserve woman of the year. So you decided just like a year ago, you're going to be one. And then now you, you think you can get all the benefits that are designated to women. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like that's like that's I feel like that's disrespectful for women that's been women all their lives or whatever, and they had to fight as women all their lives. Oh, mm -hmm. and and now it just sounds like another way for a man to take away from a woman if you really just think about it like that. Like, um, here's my PC moment. I might be wrong, I might be ignorant, but to me, that's how it is. I in in general, like you can't just change genetics. A woman told okay. me this. This you just can't change genetics. We we haven't got that science yet. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. or whatever. Okay. So, so, so if that's your viewpoint on that side, is that the same way you feel about a woman transitioning into a man? Now that I didn't really even think about on on that though. Like, how to say? Mm-hmm. I that's a tough subject because it's like if she transitioned into a man or whatever, and she tries a man's sport or whatever, will men even care yeah. that it okay. like that like that's that's where because I'm 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 not I'm not a sports head like that. Gotcha. So. Will men even care if they got to it? If they are, would we? Because men are genetically built to do sports more, just in general, than women. Like I'm not. If you have a woman competing or whatever, now it's like the only thing I would be worried about is how that she going to be treated if she goes into a man's sport because now you're mm-hmm. around a bunch of men and men don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, I don't know, like it, with that is, I feel like it's like, all right, women, if you want to go into a man's sport with your new gender, enter at your own risk. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Mm-hmm. But at the same yeah. time, that's not fair because now I'm saying women can do men games and you know, it's just all confusing. You go ahead, face. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to piggyback off your comment because that's why I asked you how you felt about women transitioning to men because it is a woman who is cur- who's currently, she's already transitioned to a man and she's a professional boxer. Mm-hmm. That's, like I said, man, and she, I, believe, I, believe, I believe she was on a sport, couple of Sports Illustrated um, last year sometime. Mm-hmm. And my wife told me, I was like, what the fuck? But this is my thing. My viewpoint on it all. I don't give a fuck what y'all want to do. Do you. You feel me? But if you step into that arena, no, you step into that arena wholeheartedly taking those chances in the in your new role that mm-hmm. you, you chose. Your new role that you chose. However you, you feel inside, that's what you chose to become. So if you're a woman transitioning to a man and you want to play a man's sport, if you step onto that gridiron and you put those pads on and they allow it, you get your block knocked off, you get your block knocked off. That's all right. Yeah. They're not going to be like, Oh my God, the transgender. No, they're gonna be like number twenty-four is down. Okay, get her, get his ass off the field. Get somebody else on the field. <laughs> yeah. Now, when it comes to men who transition to the women going into the their sports, same thing. I don't give a fuck do what you do, but at the end of the day, realize if those women gonna go extra hard because they know you got traits of a man and genes of a man and the man's strength. They gonna still give you them blows. They gonna give you even harder blows because they know. You feel me? Like they gonna be aiming for you, be gunning for you. So it's like you putting a target on your back. You feel me? Like I have no personal feelings at, at all because one, I don't play no professional sport, so I can care less what y'all do. Two, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> right, right. Wasn't no, a movie to his own, but my whole thing is. If you're willing, just like with any situation, if you're willing to take your step into that situation, you need to know the circumstances, the pros and the cons. And if you're willing to take that full step and take the other step behind it, knowing all the information, hey, decision is yours. Whatever happens then, it just happens to you. Now, in youth sports, 
I feel it's something different. Mm-hmm. You feel me? As, as adults, that's one thing. Do what you want to do. But in youth sports, you have to sign your child up for youth sports. You feel me? Mm-hmm. You know wholeheartedly if you if you're allowing your child to transition into whatever they want to be, you know wholeheartedly what what harm you're putting your child in the way away. So at that point, mm-hmm. I feel there's neglect on the parent at that point. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I'm, so, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, that's just like what's the movie Rodney Dangerfield, Ladybugs, when the bl- little boy That's what I was thinking. Girl, and that was the, the movie. Soccer team. That was the movie I was thinking about. Yeah. So, but look in the other direction. You feel me? Like, what if it was a little girl transitioning to a boy and her her dad want to get out there? You want to be a boy so bad, get out there on the, on, on the football field. I'm pretty sure it was a movie That's about right. that, too. You're willing, you're willingly putting your little girl in a, in a harm's way. You, I'm sorry, your your little boy now in in harm's way because you know mm-hmm. that don't need to be happening. So, so I had I had a point like when he brought that up. Um, do that allowed to do. Like, I almost feel like, especially when you brought up the the children's sports or whatever, the coach knows that child is genetically a man. You know what I'm saying? That's That almost feels like you're cheating. Like, you know that, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a good chance that they're going to dominate whatever woman's sport they're in just because genetically they're not a, uh, they're not a woman. Well, I should say not a girl and that because they're a child, pretty much. So, like, I just feel like that's a lot of that. That's funny too. Like I feel like that's you're cheating on that on that side. So I mean, yeah, it's it's a touchy yeah. subject. I mean, for me, it ain't that touchy. I, I wouldn't let my as a parent. It's gonna sound fucked up to some people, but so what? I'm me, and I really don't give a fuck what nobody think about how I feel about some shit. So as a parent, if my child, if the knowledge came to me that my child was on the team with a transgender. Like if my child, when my child is older and they're in high school and they got to play high school sports and people in high school get undressed in front of each other, I'm not going to be cool with that shit. Mm-hmm. Me personally. If that knowledge comes to me, I'm like, I, I, my child got to get pulled off the team. I'm not comfortable with that shit because you put my child in situations that they're mentally not ready for right now mm-hmm. and they haven't been exposed to and I want to be the one to give them that knowledge, not just throwing the shit into them just, just because somebody else feels a certain type of way. So, I mean, me personally as a parent, mm-hmm. and if that situation ever arises, I as a parent would pull my situ- pull my child out of that situation because that's, I'm, I'm sorry, that's just me. Okay. I don't want my child around that shit. Then, like, it's a lot of shit our children are exposed to extra early nowadays because everything is based on how somebody feels. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's still... Childhood innocence is, should still be some some type of thing. You feel like we should still have some type of childhood innocence. Yeah, we always say kids growing up too quick. Kids growing up too quick, but now we're forcing them to grow up with this new era of everybody being accepting of everything. Yeah. Can't accept everything, man. When you accept everything, well, then it's a chaos because they trying to please everybody. There's a reason why some people need to be mad. You feel like everybody doesn't get their way. When everyone mm-hmm. gets their way, it's, it's total chaos when everybody gets what they want based on how they feel. 
because you're mad and you're crying. Just imagine having a house full of kids. Every one of them wants something different. And they want one of them, every one of them crying. You feel me? Two of them want the same toy. And they crying, they crying, crying. It's only one of the toys. You can't please both of them, man. Can't give everybody what they want. Y'all gonna spend this world, spend this, this fucking world in the, in the out of fucking space even more. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought 2020 was chaos. Keep giving everybody what the fuck they want. Yeah, I I think for me, since I don't really care about the societal piece, like I don't care what you're doing. Like I'm real big on libertarianism in this way. Like I feel like everybody had the right to do whatever the hell they want to do, except for in private establishments, because those usually belong to somebody. I think for me, just keeping it with the sport, like I don't care about that woman of the year shit and all like that's that's a fight for some people who care about that particular award. But I like sports. And I participated in sports for a long time. And I, I just look at it from the danger aspect. Like when y'all were talking about genetics, like you can't change it. You can't change the way a bone structure and a man develops. Exactly. You can't change the way muscle density develops necessarily. Like you could take hormones to kind of slow down those effects or reverse them a little bit. But for the most part, a man's body is designed genetically to be built a certain way. So even with all of that, he's still gonna have more dense bones he's gonna be able to withstand certain things more than a, a woman in certain areas. Like that's just genetically how we made up. So until they can change that, when it comes to sports in specific, I don't think a male that the transition to a woman should be allowed to play certain sports with women. Like if it's a sport where it's already like gender don't matter anyway, then cool. But I feel like a reason, the reason a lot of sports are separated by gender is to give equity because if you put both genders on the exact same playing field like in a sport like football even even if you have outliers like like there's a girl now who's who got like a, a division one full ride scholarship for football as you move up in level there reaches a certain point where even if you are amazing as a woman it's going to become more dangerous for you as that same body because your body is never going to be able to reach the exact same physical traits that a man naturally has. And if y'all are equally working the same hard, y'all could take steroids together, all that, the man is gonna naturally be just a little bit bigger, just a little bit more dense. And when he hits, his body's gonna withstand that impact a lot more than your body. Like that's just how that shit works. So you're you're literally putting those females that transition into males in a higher risk of danger, just for the sake of saying that they're able to do it. Like to me, if you're going like, that just don't make sense. It's a reason that the lingerie football league or the women's professional football leagues, or all these women that play professional football, it's a reason that you don't have one in the NFL because on that level, it's a difference between your maxed out 250 pound body going up against a 300 pounder every single player. And this 300 pounder is, 300 pounder is chiseled, dense bone man. It's just different. And Flowers. your body's gonna your body's gonna react different to it, and you're gonna be at a higher risk of like getting a major injury that can change your life. If you're a male that transition into female, same thing. Like I saw some video where it was like a woman's basketball league. Now th these women out here playing basketball, and this big six foot eight, two hundred and seventy five pound dude that then transitioning into a woman is out here playing with them. Joanna, it doesn't. Man. It's it's just different. Like. If you look at 
the best WNBA player and put them up against the best NBA player. It's a reason those two sports have separated by gender. It's not to be unfair to women. It's literally because there's a distinct advantage. It's a reason pros don't play against college players. It's an advantage. Like it's just different. And some things are just like that. And if you want to be a transgender in golf, I don't think it matters as much, but even then a male, is going to have a little bit of an advantage because his denser bone structure is going to make him drive the ball longer. So he's going to be hitting 300 and some yards where you might be hitting 200 and some yards. And that makes a difference. Like, I, I feel like any sport that's already separated by gender, transgender should not necessarily look to go into those sports in those arenas. They should have their own space the same way those two genders have their space. Yeah. Like they're almost their own entity. So like, you can have a group of transgender male to females playing against each other. And I think that's fair. They all started with the same genetic makeup. They're all now in similar areas of transition. Like it makes sense where they won't hurt each other at a higher rate or get worse injuries because of this. But okay. shit separated for a reason in some things. Like it, it's, it literally is. And we can't be so stuck on equality that we forget equity like it's not equitable to those people in those sports to have these things like these these different um situations arise like i shouldn't be out there on a football field thinking am i going to literally could i kill this person because they're genetically made different than me that shouldn't be a thought like we should be able to play free and i feel like again we've separated genders in certain arenas not for a lack of equality, but to provide equity. And I think that has to be the number one thing we start looking at going forward is like equity. Everybody is not the same. We have to recognize those differences, embrace those differences, but still be realistic about what those differences actually mean. Like, I'm not gonna throw a, a Spanish child who's only spoken Spanish his whole life in the middle of an English room and expect the same outcomes I would from an English, a natural, like a person that's done English all their life. Like it's gonna be an advantage to the English person because they know this language in and out already. They're not learning, there's no difference. Like you see what I'm saying? Like, so you gotta be equitable out here and not just do shit on the sake of equality all the time to me. So question, mm -hmm. do you think that if they could create a transgender whatever type of sport league mm -hmm. that one it'll be profitable and two that it would be sustainable yes if they did it in a in a smart way i think what happens in a lot of like i think we talked about this when we was talking about uh what was it the wnba that one time on, on our show like i think you got to do it with the business model of recognizing where you are like you're a startup league in a niche genre you're not going to have, you can't go into it expecting to have the exact same outcomes as something that's more established, already has built up a fan base for hundreds of, for a hundred years, et cetera. Like, I think that was the problem with even the XFL. Uh, when they came out, they wanted to have the same everything as the NFL, but they're not realizing that the NFL has built to this point. It was a one point where uh -huh. the NFL won't shit and college football was more important than NFL. So like everything has to get there. And I think if they come in on a small scale realizing, okay, we're going to appeal to our niche audience and we'll grow our brand out over time. And as we actually have the, the fan base to sustain growth, 
we'll grow then. Until then, we'll be at whatever level we're at as we build. If they do that, I think it could be because you got, like the like I said, man, it's a generation of people out there that don't care about none of this shit. So they would still support it. And it's a lot of people that are not transgendered that are like, what they call it, uh, cis, cisgendered or straight. Uh-huh. straight I don't know Wonder the terms. I'm, I apologize. I don't know the terms. I'm ignorant on a lot of these terminologies, but the people that are straight, they are still supporting these people because a lot of them, they family and stuff. So it's 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 a group of people out there that would definitely support, but they can't come into it thinking that overnight they're going to be as big as whatever the established league in that sport is. You know what I mean? Like you ain't going to come out with a transgender uh, baseball league and think that it's going to be the same place the MLB is. Like it's just... You got to get there. Can you get there one day if you take their same model of starting off small, building on it, building on it, building on it over time? I think so. Because you got them, they got them television stations that pop up that are like it's for certain niche communities. It's just for the it's, it's targeted at these particular groups of people, and they are starting to grow and get bigger than some of the major television networks. But it's been over the past 10, 11 years that they've been building to that point, as opposed to like coming out the gate. We gonna throw billions of dollars at it, and then you have nothing to recoup with because that's not the money you're gonna generate. So I think if they don't follow the flaws of the way that WNBA came out or the XFL came out or these other smaller leagues that tried to come out on the same level as the largest establishment, they can work it. Like I think a smart way to do it would be like what AEW did when they came out. They're a smaller league than WWE as far as professional wrestling. They're a smaller entity. Uh-huh. But they they stick to they don't try to go over the top with interests because they know that's gonna cost way more than their budget. They keep it more focused on their what they can do best and they appeal to their audience. And as they keep giving their audience what they want, that audience will continue to grow over time and they'll have the money to to literally be WWE's equal. But at the moment, they're not even trying to play that way. And I think if you had the right mentality on it, I think they can do something with it. Yep. It's definitely. That's I feel what, like it's definitely a community out there that would look for that and would thrive off it. I think the biggest thing, though, is that the transgender community is kind of like the black community at times. Like they are very separated in what they actually want. Like you have a group of them that look at things one way. You have another group that's like, we got to be equal in every single place. As a, and then you have another group that's like, we don't necessarily have to do what the other genders do. We can be our own entity as long as we're respected and as long as we're not treated unfairly or disrespected in our daily life. I think that's to be the biggest thing is like, have your own league. I think that would be supported. I actually think other sports league, especially today when like PR is what it is, they will probably throw support to it just so they can get the kudos of saying, hey, we support them. Use that platform and then keep building your shit and you're going to have people that come over because if the product is good, people going to come to it. You know what I mean? Like What's That's what's any business, though. Yeah, like That's, people will come yeah. to it if the product is good. If the product is shabby, or if you done overshot your budget, so now you can't sustain this product you done initially put out, then that's where the issues come in. So, to, to I'm sorry I rambled, but yeah, to answer your question, face, I think it could, it, it's possible if depending on who runs. Man, if they do it right, they would make so much money because I you so. look. Look at the gay community and how much money they bring in in general. Yes, they're with, one of the biggest consumer bases, period. Ex- exactly. They and they have like influence and in everything. So I'm pretty sure if done right with the right support, 
you know what I'm saying? Somebody's going to watch it. Might not be me, but exactly. somebody's going to watch it. Yeah. And that's the but thing. I, I think at this point, with the way media and stuff is, there's so many different communities. It's not like where it's just one block community that you're appealing to. Now you can literally directly market to the people that are into, that are looking for what you want. Mm-hmm. And as long as you deliver on that, as the as that group itself grows, but also as your product continues to just be good, people from other communities will slowly trickle over and be like, oh, well, what's that? Okay, well, why is all these, why is this group of people so hyped about this? What's so great? And as you will get some of that trickle over effect where you will start to build your base outside of your initial demographic. But I think it starts with just targeting those people that you know are looking for that. For sure. For sure. But yeah, man, uh, transgenders, um, do what y'all do. Just be realistic about it. Like genetics mm-hmm. are genetics. And one day we might get to a point where you can, you know, if, if that's what you feel and you can inject a certain thing or you can take some and it will literally change your genetic code to like fit who you feel as a person inside. But until that day, we got to look at things and be realistic that Things just ain't necessarily safe just because you want to do it. Like, uh-huh. it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, men can't have babies. It, it is what it is. It's just not genetically going to happen. So we got to deal with the fact that we're going to be dependent on women for that until some change. So that's just, like, life is life. Life is what it is. And until genders are, like, able to be controlled gen- on a genetic level, there's going to be certain differences that we have to be okay with. Like everything don't have to be the same. It don't have to be like, you can be different and still be valuable and, and just recognize that you're different. Like it is what it is. Man, the day that the uh, genetics can actually be changed. That's when we, we have that choice. Yeah. That that's, that's an ethics situation that um. Yeah, that's an ethics situation for the future for you, right there. Because yeah. now, now it's like, all right, we're playing God. You know what I'm saying? All right, yeah. You I don't think nobody should create life, but yeah. I'd be, for, I'd be for an adult that's 18 or over, and they wanna just like you go get a boob job or, or get them fake muscles, yeah, or whatever. You wanna go get a genetic change to fit who you've been feeling like since you was a kid. Cool, do your thing. Like, yeah. I think that should be, like, you should have that right. Go do your thing. But, you know, it should we ain't be, there. It should definitely be, like, an age limit. Like, cigarettes yeah. and and alcohol and everything. Because yeah. you got to, but now, now it's like, you got to give, give that child a chance to develop and grow into the person they want to be before, you know, get into that. That's right? on most things though, for me, like if it's an adult type of discussion, adults should be making that. Like no kid should be making adult decisions as a kid because your brain's still developing. You're not, you're not there yet to make a, a rational decision that could affect the rest of your life. Like, uh, big fact. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, let us know what y'all think out there. And teach me some yeah. of them terms, cause I damn sure don't know. I know I done butchered some terms tonight. I don't. I don't. I. I be honest. I'm ignorant, and I'm willing to learn, but I just don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm ignorant too. So, and, and I got. I get to a point that I just. You know what? I'm gonna just avoid this because I'm probably gonna say something stupid and it might offend somebody, and I don't want to do that. 
Hey man, I gotta I gotta be able to put my ignorance out there so that people can teach me because I don't uh-huh. know. And some of the research, I don't know who's telling the truth. So I'd rather hear from somebody who's actually experienced it. So oh yeah, you yeah, happen I to got be a person that's tell. transgender or something, you watch our podcast, man, or listen to us. Please school me, me, you know. I, I'm willing to learn. I just don't know. Now, my top five for this week. I thought I'd change it up instead of being angry or just listing some random stuff that I was thinking about. I figure I, I try to help somebody else out there again this week and list my five my top five ways of how to make a difference. Okay. It's, a, it's five random ways. I mean, there's more than five ways to make a difference, but these are the top five ways that I came up with while just sitting back thinking this past week. So, number one, of course, everybody knows you can volunteer your time to a worthy cause. Many people in places need people to help them, but they don't have the money to pay. Do it from your heart and volunteer. That's true. Mm-hmm. Second one. Also a good way to get a job if you're struggling with getting one. True. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. You volunteer enough at a certain place, and they'll see your work ethic, and they'll try to offer to hire you. I mean, I know um, what Goodwill does that with volunteers, and also people who are on probation and they're working off in community service. Mm-hmm. So they, um, you do your stuff there, they, they'll see your work ethic and see you come to, come to work on time with good attendance. They'll offer you a job at the end of your servitude. Not, well, not servitude, but end of your mm-hmm. time with them. Now, I got my career off of it. Now, the second one is a little bit harder, but become a mentor to a younger person. Mm-hmm. At some point in all of our lives, we need to a little positive guidance, whether we know it or not. Maybe a little hard at times, but young people need somebody to listen to them. You feel me? At the end of the day, a lot of people got are going through stuff and they got nobody to talk to, nobody to vent to, and so they got it all pent up. And with the time and era we're living in now, a lot of those people are young kids. You feel me? And that age range goes from anywhere from six to 18. And they need to say something, but they have nobody to actually sit there and listen to them. Uh-huh. Become a mentor. I mean, it's different. There's a lot of different mentor programs out there you can go to. I mean, YMCA, Boys and Girls Club. There's a lot of different stuff you can do to try to help somebody young or younger than you. You feel me? It ain't got to be a kid. It can be somebody in their 20s. You feel me? Mm-hmm. You know somebody at work. You see them fucking up all the time. You know the way to get them out of it. Offer them some advice. They ain't got to take it. Just offer it. You feel me? Like, you know, and, you know, and, and in, your, in your heart, you're doing something good. Just offer the advice. Don't, hey man, if I was you, I do. Hey man, you know, this happened to me one time before. Um, I did this and helped me out. I don't know if you want to take that piece of advice, but go ahead with it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's real. Offer it at least. You, you feel me? Like be be that OG that people need sometimes. Don't sit back and let a man keep fucking up. If you know he, if you know you got the key to the city and you can help him not fuck up. Help them do that. Help them not fuck up. Now, third thing on my list to help make a difference is simply just having a conversation with somebody you have nothing in common with. Hmm. It may seem like having a conversation is not in the realm of this list, but you'd be surprised what can come through with insight and growth with having just a simple, honest conversation with somebody you have nothing in common with. That's how you learn about In my line of work, you feel like... Every day you encounter people different cultures, but you never stop and ask, and ask a simple question. You may think it may be intrusive, but you may be thinking, nah, I ain't going to ask this. You'd be surprised. People are a lot more talkative than you think. Yeah. Just simply, yeah. you see somebody, you, oh, you got an accent. Oh, man. Anybody I meet with an accent, right, where you from? 
Well, why are you asking that? Because your accent. I just want to know. You got a peculiar accent. I don't have an accent, so I want to know where everybody with accent is going from. <laughs> I mean, people tell me I sound I sound a certain way. I don't think so, but hey, where are you from? I met people from Boston, Romania, did different places just based on, on the accents. You feel me? So I mean, have a conversation. You find out I different t- about their culture. You find out different about stuff that y'all may have in common that you thought y'all may not. But that conversation. It brings growth and builds bridges. You feel like that's real. I think I think people will be following your advice when they see me out and about. When when COVID was around, I was like going to bars or whatever. I think people will be taking your advice because like, you know what I want to randomly talk to this guy. I just be by myself, and then all of a sudden, hey man, how you doing? And blah blah blah. I was like, why is this guy talking to me? I was like, all right. They just but that learn about somebody new. I guess so. Yeah, that, just say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, the fourth thing, give to a charity that supports a cause that you can champion. Now, important thing there, give to somebody who supports a cause that you can champion, a true cause, nothing that's fake, not no nothing that has no backing, some true factual that you, have, you can have sustainable data on that you can support. You're going to give to that charity. Me personally, I often give to the charity that um, does research for juvenile diabetes because, of okay. course, my oldest is a type 1 diabetic. So by me giving, I know I'm I'm assisting and aiding in positive research for possibly helping her in the future and other people and other kids in the future. And I know, hey, I'm just helping out, too. Feeling like I, I know I'm helping out. I may not be giving a lot at a time, but the little bit I give, hey, it does help out. Yep, every little bit helps with something like that, yeah. And the number five thing I think, and uh, and I'm directing this to all black people. You feel me? Like whatever culture you are, I have no problem because I'm not a racist. I've grown and I have uh, become a more accepting soul. But when it comes to black people, this really hits home because I see it more often. Pick up trash in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The trash, mm-hmm. the trash you walk by, and throw down on the trash crew, you just walk around the neighborhood and fill up some bags. Yep. You feel me? Like the trash you walk by and throw down, it only contributes to contributes to the dilapidated nature of your community. You want your neighborhood to look better, you can constantly complain about it, do something to assist it. Every little bit helps. That piece of paper laying on that front yard that you gotta walk by to get on the bus, pick that piece of paper up. It's a trash can everywhere, man. Pick the shit up. That's we all got to wear gloves. We all got to keep gloves with us now. So, I mean, hey, use the glove. Personal Something. responsibility for your own community. Yep. You feel me? Like, it used to be a time where our communities were places of pride and culture. But today, yep. we only see about ghettos, traps, and places of despair. Small things like picking up the trash can go great lengths of revitalizing people's neighborhoods. You feel me? Like, small things That's like real. that. You never know what they can spark. Just small trash pickups. One person can start a whole team of people like, man, what you doing? Pick up trash. Why? Because the neighborhood look like the neighborhood look just like this. Look like trash. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't want my neighbor, and I don't want our neighborhood looking like this. You feel me? Like we gotta take pride in where we live. And if you don't take pride in where you live, how will anybody else take pride in where you live? You feel me? Like you take care of your house. You can't expect your guests to. True. Exactly. There's so many cities out there that people talk trash about and people get the people that mad that they live there. Well, yeah, y'all say y'all say they look like this. Yeah. Y'all say they look like trash because y'all got trash everywhere. Don't nobody care. Y'all randomly throw shit out the window. Don't give a fuck like 
y'all walk by shit, like, be human. You feel me? Like, that's where you live. Are you going to throw trash around in your house? Inside your house? They got to step over there? They, nah, you ain't. And if you do, you just a nasty ass motherfucker. Don't be like that where you live at, man. Support your community. Love your community. The more you pour into your community, the more it should pour back into you. But I guess that's not a thing no more because the time of community, it seems to have faded in most of us, at least most of America. But we need to come back to that time of community and community strength. Because in those days we had true community strength, a lot of BS is going on in a lot of communities was not going on because you had that strength in community. That's big facts. We need to go back to those times. Maybe a little old-fashioned thinking to me, and, but hell, there's a lot of neighborhood problems that a lot of people have in their neighborhoods with drugs and these little young gangs and little young people with nothing to do because they don't want to go to school. I remember back in the day, everybody used to whip their ass. Yeah. Yeah, it was a community. Next one, they would catch you. Oh, your, your mama had work. Your mama had work. Why you out here? Because mm-hmm. I want to be. You want to be. Oh, okay, I'll be right back. But nowadays, everybody's scared of somebody coming back and shooting them. Yeah, whip their ass when they're young. Uh-huh. <laughs> Put the fear of God in there. Community starts with the little kids. Yeah, the age takes a village. It takes a village. There you go. Take the words of my mother. It takes a village, right? Uh huh. Whip their ass when they're kids. Put the fear of God in their ass so when they grow up, they'll know what consequences truly are. Bring back the, the community. Kids. Bring back the community. Start it with picking up trash. Make a difference, man. Don't sit here and complain about you wanting things to change and I wish this and all that. You could be that change. One person can change something. You feel me? Uh-huh. It's, a collective. it's a collective of many ones that make a great change. Yeah. But every great change is started with something small. You feel me? Everything great starts with something small. Nothing great happens all at one time. Boom, this great thing happened. No, it was something small that sparked it all off in every instance. That's true. Be that something small that sparks that, sparks that big change, man. Help your neighborhood, help your community. Survey says. And that's all. Lives detected here. And that's all the face top five, man. Right on. I like that one, man. That's a, that's a cool way to kind of glide out the show this week on a positive note. Fix your communities, guys. It's, it's our community. You're the only ones that can build it, man. And speaking of community, that brings me to our Black business of the week. Uh, this week, the Black business I got is called Champion Candle Company. Champion Candle Company. That's championcandleco.com. Uh, at Champion Candle Co. on Instagram. Champion Candles on Facebook. Um, it's basically a candle, a handmade candle company. They got candles of all fragrances. Um, if you are into that aromatherapy, if you are into like just burning a nice candle in your house, like like my family is, like it's a real good company. The candles are high quality, handmade. Um, the smells are amazing. They got great fragrances, but the fragrances are not overpowering. Um, sometimes, you know, candles can have that where they almost make you nauseous. It's so much of that intense smell. With these, like you can light them in your crib. They burn well and you ain't got to worry about it overpowering everything to the point where you it gets to be too much. So it's a great company, um, black owned as always. Um, you can check their testimonials out on their Instagram and their Facebook page or their website. Um, they got great reviews and they're just a great company, man. So if you need, if you're looking for candles and you're into just, you know, taking your bath with candles, uh, setting the mood with your lady or just, you know, adding a nice fall or 
spring or summer fragrance to your crib, you know, just for the holidays or some champion candle co champion candle at champion candle co.com at champion candle co on uh, Instagram and champion candles on Facebook. Great company. And as always, they are black owned. So support black businesses, my people. But yeah, man, that's all I got for y'all on that one this week. Uh, anything y'all want to say before we roll out or anything y'all want to bring up before we roll out guys? Uh, yeah, well, we had we had 170 subscribers, y'all. Just wanted to bring that out there. Y'all can be anywhere in the world, but y'all here with us. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you, love. We appreciate it, because we gonna keep on making. We gonna keep on rocking with the content. So we appreciate y'all joining our conversations. And as always, man, please keep keep joining us in the comments and in the and in the chats, man. Like. It's how we grow. We can't, you know, we're not experts out here on nothing just like most of the world isn't. So the only way we can learn and grow is by hearing other perspectives. So feel free to share yours with us. But yeah, man, 170, that's that's pretty fucking big, man. Yeah, yeah I like that, I, re- I like that. I, 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 I remember we was, we was like, oh, we want to get 100, 100 followers or 100 subscribers by the end of, uh, by the end of our first year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we not even a full five months in, man. And look at us. Yeah, be anywhere in the world. But, but they were here. Appreciate the support, everyone. Good I looking out, Pod Squad. Support. Good looking out, man. But yeah, man. Uh that's our show for the week, guys. Um, as always, make sure you check us out on all podcast streaming platforms. Um, as always, this will be dropping at Wednesday at midnight. Um Buy me a coffee and Patreon members. You will be getting this, the full unedited, uncut episode tonight. Um, Literally before I go to sleep tonight. So it'll probably be like maybe one, two in the morning, but it's coming. So you will get that a full day before anything drops. Um, yeah. Join us on our Patreon. Um, You can do that by just going and becoming a member at buymeacoffee.com. You automatically get access to our page, um, our Discord link. I mean, Discord where you can chat and talk to us directly, give us ideas on topics, um, talk to us about topics we've already covered and share your perspectives with us directly. Jump in the comments or the chat and that's all I got for them. What y'all got for them, guys? Once again, always go to teespring.com backslash stores, backslash partners. That's P-O-D-N-A-S dash closet. I know y'all know how to spell closet dash one all your partners merchandise and apparel um also you can also check out our other store teespring.com backslash stores backslash space that's p-h-a-c-e dash co c-o dash two that's right support the material support the merchandise got clothes short sleeve long sleeve hoodies kids apparels bags phone cases Everything. Come check us out. Everything. 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 Where the merchant, where the merch resides. <laughs> yes. Come on through. Get your <laughs> get geared up. The weather is changing. Styles are about to be changing. Go ahead and be the first one with your partner's gear before all your friends. Indeed. Indeed. What you got for a bit, Pat? Uh same old, same old man. Uh, y'all know the Instagram at the partners. Facebook, Tiz, Face, Pat are the partners. Or just in um in the search, just 
type in T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S, and that's where we're at pretty much. Um, working on a few things behind the scenes right quick, but got to get stuff up together. Then we'll we'll give you updates along, along the line and everything. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Well, as always, man, I'm one-third of the partnership, boy. Tiz, along with... The other third, the Padawan here, along with... Yeah, no, it's face, and I'm trying to catch up with the race. Catch it, catch it, touchdown. Well, as, as face said last week, we here, and now we out. Peace out, guys. Thanks for joining us, man.